you kick down walls and anyone who tells you you can't you take your fears your insecurities your worries you roll them all up into a ball you turn those son bitches sideways and stick them straight up that candy pick your goal and stick fucking to it you wishy-washy motherfuckers i can't fucking stand you I wanted to make sure that out of the 24 hours of the day, that I don't waste one single hour. Those hours were too precious. And so there I just want to tell people, don't give me this thing, I have a difficult time, I the time, and I don't have time for this, and I don't have that. You have time. You make the time. And now, welcome to the Be Informed Live Fit Podcast, sponsored by fitnessinformant.com. And he kill it while you sitting down, bitch, about how I triple my fan base Man, worth bench, can't say dad's worst bitch Do something, fuck it, I prove something, don't switch up I am the host, Ryan Fuck, I thank you guys and girls for stopping to check out the newest episode featuring Luke Carroll Owner of Iron Rebel, professional bodybuilder On the quest to potentially grace an Olympia stage Maybe even in 2021, if not 2022. Brought Luke on. As I know there's a lot of fans of Iron Rebel out there, us included. They're actually the official clothing brand of Fitness Informant. So it was nice to get Luke on, tell the story about Iron Rebel, how he became to acquire the company and become kind of the head of the company and those behind the scenes. And, and really what the vision for the company is moving forward is we, we really talk about you know, their impact within bodybuilding and powerlifting, but also the impact that they have maybe on females and uh, what they're trying to do there. So Luke coming on, talking about that. We also dive into more of his bodybuilding career, moving from California to Houston, coming up to live with Hunter, or not live with, but train with Hunter Labrada, uh, but to live in a house full of dudes who uh, are on the quest to be the best they can be in their bodybuilding quest, which I think is absolutely fantastic. For me, I geeked out because I'm obviously a big, a big business guy myself, so hearing that story uh, was, was awesome for me, but also listening to his quest in bodybuilding. He's 36 years of age, quest for the Olympia stage, wants to start a family in his 40s, so um, without further ado, people, I'm going to pass this over to Luke Carroll and myself, the conversation, but make sure you hit that subscribe button on all the podcast platforms. If it's iTunes, Spotify, watching via YouTube, check us out, fitnessinformant.com. We're on social media, fitnessinformants on Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and TikTok. Let's go. First episode. Season seven. And really kicking off the year in a big way. You ready to call Ellie? Large mail time. I want to thank my mom. Right here. What? Ghost energy. SPK. Blue rat. Taste of time. 21 is the year of the V2s.
I don't understand, ma'am. You have one of the coolest nicknames on the planet, and I need to know who gave it to you. Or tell me you gave it to yourself because that would make me super happy. Mm, no, actually, I didn't. You didn't? Damn it. Who gave it to you? Uh, so I think, I don't know, just kind of coming up for the last few years, all the local people would just call me Hulk. Maybe because my name is Luke and it kind of ends with a, you know L and a K or something. So a lot of people would just call me Hulk and uh, – when I started my Instagram, I was like, well, that sounds good. <laughs> it works. I mean, it's funny because you're, you're friends with John Meadows, obviously, right? And so am I. But he's yep. got like that red version of the Hulk is kind of his his yeah. logo. And it's painted at my local gym here in Minneapolis. But every time I see your handle, I think of that right away, um, which, is, which is cool. Tell me, tell me about your relationship with John. How, how far do you guys go back? Uh, John, well, I've been a fan of John's for, you know, years and years. And then in uh, 2018, uh, I started working with Iron Rebel and then Granite. And John is um, an owner in uh, Iron Rebel and the founder of Granite Supplements. And so also is my, um, my business partner, Shelly. And uh, so then that's when I kind of actually got in connection with him. And then he was really supportive when I was going to get my, uh, my pro card in 2018. And then... Um, kind of just grew from there and you guys i mean has john ever coached you uh no actually uh in before we started working together in 2018 i bought one of his programs called the uh the taskmaster sure and uh i ran the taskmaster um just you know just i've been a fan of of john's <clears throat> before prior to that and it just did super good super well for me and then um just kind of fortunately enough it just kind of worked out so so no, he hasn't like directly coached me, but indirectly, yeah, he has. I think, I mean, it, dissecting that though, I mean, I think he's probably coached you in other ways, right? Maybe not not in the physical aspect of bodybuilding, but obviously having him as a business partner, I'm sure you've picked up on a lot of a lot of ideas from him because he's got a lot of experience. He does. Uh, you know, John, he's a very hard worker. He plays it very safe. You know, he's he's always preaches. You know, if you. If you make $10, live on eight and put, you know, save, you know, live on what you earn, live on less than what you earn and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Don't overextend yourself on, on credit and a lot of things like that. So, yeah, I, I really pay attention to, to those kinds of things and, and apply them. But um, John actually did have, you know, he, my coach is uh, Phil Biz that, that helped me turn pro. And so, you know, J Phil, he's definitely not shy about asking for help from um, Scott Stevens, from you know, John from anyone else. So John was definitely like, uh, you know, getting the physique updates every time I would send one to Phil, Phil would send it straight to John. So John was, you know, he was kind of there along the way. I don't think, I'm not sure if people understand just like how small this world actually is. I mean, there's, there's obviously a lot of competitors, but the ones who, let's just say, find, find a way to make a living within this world. I mean, the circle's pretty small. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that's why, like you said, like they, they probably bounce ideas off each other and share physique updates and things of that nature. A lot of people, like sometimes I talk to people through our channel and, and their goal is like, I want to win my pro card. I want to, I want to win my pro card. And, um, you know, sometimes I, I, I think that's a great goal for you. I, I kind of want you to set the record straight. Like how, after you obtained your pro card in 18, did your life dramatically change? Was, I mean, did, was it, did you foresee this idea of winning your pro card and did everything kind of play out on what the idea is or was it not what you expected? Um, I think I kind of had the, um, the dream 
you know, what everyone thinks is going to happen kind of is what happened to me. You know, I, um, but it, it, it didn't really just happen. Like, you know, I didn't get a ma major contract when I, when I, um, got my card, but I was, uh, in contact with Granite or, uh, Iron Rebel and Granite leading up to my card. And I, I pretty much reached out to them. And actually what happened was my, my elbows were really screwed up. And so, uh, I saw Hunter Labrada wearing mm -hmm. some elbow sleeves and I reached out to him and I said, Hey, what are those? And he goes, Oh, this company Iron Rebel makes them. And so I, I went on, checked them out and I saw that, that Iron Rebel, like I'd never heard of it before. And I saw that they had like, um, you know, just an awesome team. They had like Dallas McCarver mm -hmm. and they had, you know, Dusty Henshaw and Boston Mass and, you know, all these people on their website. And I was like, wow, like, this is cool stuff. And at the time, I was ordering a lot of t-shirts because I'm really into like Harleys and stuff yeah. and all the Harley companies just have trash, you know, apparel. So I ordered some and I got it and I was like, Oh, this feels nice. I wore it to the gym, you know, brought it home, washed it. It still fit me after I washed it. I was I like, oh, okay, washed it again, washed it again, washed it again. And I was like, Oh, I got to hit these guys up. So, and I, I, I knew that, you know, I saw that they were kind of like small ish at the time. So I was like, you know, maybe they'll sponsor me. I had like 15,000 followers. I was like, maybe they'll kind of like, you know, be interested. Cause I knew I was, I kind of knew I was like turning pro. Cause I was like the year before I'd gotten fourth in USA's and I just dramatically advanced. Mm -hmm. So then I just started reaching out to them. Like, Hey, um, I went to a meet, I met some of the athletes and they were like, Hey, you know, um, uh, send us an email. We you know they kind of brushed me off cause we get tons of people that yeah, want to get sure. sponsored. And I wasn't looking for sponsorship. I was just looking for like, hey, if you want to send me a shirt, I'll take pictures in it kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so then they kind of brushed me off. So then actually a month later, I went to another meet and I, I had become an ambassador by then. And then um, I went to dinner with uh, one of the, the owners at that time. His name's Ed Koo. And he said, you know, do you want to, um, you know, get ambassador of Granite as well. So then Granite started doing a ton of um, like video content with me, like leading up to USA's. Mm -hmm. And that's where kind of like John and I got started getting a little bit closer. And then when I graduated or when I uh, got my card, Granite offered me um, a contract and then, you know, it kind of just went from there. So yeah, getting back to your answer your question, um, it kind of was like the dream thing, but it wasn't like, you know, as, as big as you would hope, as, as big as some people would probably hope, like it was, it's very, um, you know, you, you get out what you put in kind of thing. So I, uh, with Iron Rebel, I worked, you know, basically for free. I just started saying like, Hey, I want to be an ambassador. And then I made some content for them. And then I was going to the Arnold the in 19, the year later. And I was like, Hey, like, let me help you guys run some, some social media stuff. And so they gave me, you know, access and I just didn't want any money. And then they just kept seeing that. I was like, I love the brand. I love the hustle. And then that turned into now I own, you know, I own the company. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of crazy how that turned over. And it's funny. You, you mentioned you reached out initially saying like, Hey, you know, you want to toss me a shirt. I'll post up on social media, role reversal, because now you're the one getting hit up with all these people on social saying, Hey, you know, my fitness journey, you want to collaborate or whatever the terminology yeah. is that, that everybody on Instagram uses. Um, do you, do you look back and think back to that time in 18? Like, how did, did I come off that way? Like, was that me? Well, some people are a little bit delusional. Some people want to hand out. <laughs> some people? That, yeah. Yeah. That they have maybe, 
you know, I've seen some guys reach out to us trying to get sponsored and they'll want, they'll have like a hundred followers. You know, if somebody reaches out and they got 15,000 and I look at their engagement and they're getting a thousand likes or yeah. something, then I'll definitely shoot them out a, a, a t-shirt if they, you know, if they want to, you know, do whatever. But like, it just is real dependent on, you know, the, the potential that I see in them, you know, and, and the hustle. I mean, I've sent people, you know, I've sent guys, they only have 3000 are, are actually our biggest um, guy that does sales right now. His name's uh, Jack Tain. He does the most sales out of anybody. He only has 3,000 followers. Right. And he's, you know, so there's there's a, always potential there. And, it, you know, but also, you know, if somebody loves the brand, I purchased a bunch of Iron Rebel stuff before I ever even asked for anything. I was, you know, I was repping the stuff and, and whatever. And then I wasn't even asking for a free T-shirt. I was just saying, like, I knew how expensive it was to do video content and i just gave them the option hey if you guys want to like book me i will come down i love your stuff if you guys want to make some content with me i'll come make it for free you know you got because i know how expensive it is to hire a photographer so yeah no that's, that's kind of what i was what i was going for and really all i wanted was just to grow my social media like if if, if they posted me i knew that you know iron rebel had a hundred thousand followers granted has 50 i was like i'll get you know, many thousands of followers just out of making really awesome content with them. So, yeah, I mean, everything's kind of picked up for you. I mean, you win your pro card. Now you're the owner of Iron Rebel. Tell me about that. How did that happen? Uh, so, um, Ed kind of left the company in early 19 and then Shelly was just kind of running it on her own. John's, John's kind of like a, a more silent partner. He yeah. doesn't, he doesn't do a whole lot, but he owns a portion of the company. Um, He's kind of like the, one of the faces of, of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Shelly was just running it on her own, and she's the found she's the founder actually of Iron Rebel, and she just wanted a partner, you know, and and she saw that I had a lot of hustle, and then also that I loved the company, you know, in the same way that that she she loves the company. So she, you know, she kind of was like coddling me along a little bit for a little while, and, and just kind of testing me and seeing seeing what I had, what I wanted to do, and then. Iron Rebel kind of started slowly paying me a little bit of wage here and there, and then um, she just kind of brought it to me and our other, my other partner, Andy Hong. He's an elite powerlifter, and she said, "Like Luke, I want you to be the the face of the bodybuilding of this company. I want you to be the the face of the powerlifting of this company." And then she's the CEO. She kind of you know oversees all the all the the main stuff. So my role in the company is um, I. I do a lot. I design a lot of the apparel and the gear because I use it. And then um, I athlete acquisition and ambassador and like uh, social media and sales and kind of all that stuff. And then Andy does uh, operations. He's all the shipping and receiving, customer service, you know, anything that has to do with the actual operations of the warehouse. And then Shelly does the logistics of like I dream it up and then she does the logistics of like getting it made. Yeah. You know, she contacts the supplier she, you know, she figures all that stuff out. I kind of like, I kind of dream up, like, I want this product, you know, let's do it. And then she makes sure they get paid. She makes sure I get paid. She makes sure, you know, the taxes are paid and all that stuff. So that's, that's kind of the roles in the company. Well, it's important to understand because I think initially when I was talking about Iron Rebel in this house, Danielle, my wife is like, do they make anything for females? Like it, it seemed, she thought just based on the way it was more of a predominantly a male brand. And I said, no, they obviously do. And as you get on there, there's, there's a lot of stuff for females. And I think it's important for listeners and, and watchers to understand like there is a female behind this brand. In fact, a female founded Iron Rebel, which, which I mean, yeah. goes a long way. It's kind of a cool, cool story how she did it. Cause she started it in uh, 2010. 
she was just going to uh, meets with her husband. Her husband is Steve um, Steve Dennison. He owns USPA. He, mm-hmm. he founded USPA, the powerlifting. The, sure. Like, I think it's the biggest in the United yeah, States I think so, right I think now. You're right. And uh, she was going to all these meets. He was running tons of meets all around the Western states and stuff. And she was just going to them and just sitting there watching people, you know, powerlift. And I don't know if you've ever been to a powerlifting meet, but it's the same thing for all day long. And she was like, man, I'm kind of bored. So she just started making T-shirts and then selling them at like a little table. And then it just kind of like, it just, you know, bloomed from there. And she really had the hookup because... Once Steve started growing USPA, he had access to the top powerlifters. And so she started making gear, sponsoring the top powerlifters. So Iron Rebel really got big in powerlifting, you know, through those years. And then when Ed came into the company, he got it kind of deeper into to bodybuilding. He got in with like all the, the you know, the, the pros, like I was saying, like Dallas and, and Matt Jansen and, and, you know, a lot of those guys. I think it's important to, uh, to understand you guys obviously do more than just apparel. So let me just make sure there's knee sleeves, elbow sleeves, um, wrist yeah. wraps, which I just used the other day, which are fantastic. But it's, it's always funny when I speak to people and people want to start a business within fitness, it's always like, I'm going to start an apparel line. I think, I mean, and you can agree or disagree, apparel might be one of the dumbest industries to go into from an entrepreneur standpoint. It's not easy. You're, you guys are obviously – Your looking. margin your margin is about this big. Yes. Your investment is this big. And then, you know, your margin is so tiny after you, you know, get it manufactured, you make a good product, and then after you ship it to somebody for free, and then after you sponsor somebody and – this and that, your margin gets razor thin after, you know, surprisingly. Well, it's also, I think, uh, and you can attest to this too, it's a forecasting nightmare. I mean, you're dealing with multiple different sizes. Now, luckily, I think for you, working with bodybuilding and powerlifters, you know you're going to go heavy on the larger sizes, but you're stuck on old inventory. Then you got to discount it. Now you're not making shit. All the time, man. We, you know, and it goes in waves, surprisingly. We just started doing, we get, started getting heavier into our uh, Facebook advertising in the last mm-hmm. probably 14 months and we started getting in a uh you know smaller clientele so we were selling like a ton of larges and we weren't ready to sell all these larges you know we're going heavy and then we started selling like way more forex you know out of nowhere so then you know we're like all right we'll start going heavy on the forex and then you know it'll start to like die off in the forex we'll just be sitting on a bunch of these so the forecasting is is a nightmare when you go extra small through forex it's just so much sizing. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we probably get... have we probably have 150 different SKUs. I would say I, by the time you know we have 10 different shirts, and each of them have five different sizes. And then our elbow sleeves are a nightmare because we go in half inch sizes all the way from uh, 10 to 15. Mm-hmm. You know, so it, those things add up fast. And then every time we want to come out with a new color, it's like. <laughs> right. It's it's so, cool. yeah. like Iron Rebel, right? I mean, if you're going to create an apparel brand, I'm not advocating for somebody to do that. You got you're not making t-shirts and joggers. You're making you're, you're I hate using this term, but like it's a lifestyle, right? I mean, Iron Rebel is a lifestyle. People who represent that brand live, breathe, eat all that, which that speaks and resonates to people. Therefore, you can sell t-shirts. It's it's at the end of the day, it's just a fucking t-shirt. But it's what's behind the t-shirt I think is what people are investing in. Yeah, there's definitely a culture mm-hmm. starting to really pick up steam behind Iron Rebel. We have, you know, our ambassador program is is getting, you know, really, really big. Um, you know, all the time we come out with stuff and I get I get 100 DMs and people tagging me and stuff. And it's like, you know, it's really cool. And I want to get even further into, um, 
you know, the lifestyle part, you know, I want to do uh, flannels and jeans and we're already doing like, uh, you know, the raglans that you can wear to the, you know, the movies with your wife and look classy. Right. But then also, you know, we have the, the gym apparel side that's, you know, still very, you know, it's obviously very respectable, all our custom gym apparel stuff. So, yeah, there's a huge, I think, I mean, from a business standpoint, I think there's a huge potential for you guys to shift into other things too. I, I think of an international brand that does a lot of business here, Father Sons. They do a ton of business in the States in the bodybuilding yeah. world. Fuck, I got three or four shirts upstairs. I love the fit. I mean, I would, you know, no offense to them. I'd much rather support an American company that's here, you know, that does those things. And I'm not saying you're going that direction or not, but you look in our world, it seems like you see that brand, you see your brand. And then there's like a couple other ones out there that, I mean, there's, there's like, I think it's, is it live LA or I can't remember the name, the brand. They're pretty big. Young LA. Yeah, young LA. Yeah, yeah. They're obviously very big yeah. too. Um, but it's, I think it's impressive how much you guys have grown. And I think a lot of that is, it's attributed to you, um, you know, obviously being the face of the brand and then the people that you bring into the fold, like the Matt Jansons of the world. I think I, uh, Nick Walker was doing a couple of your Instagram posts. Um, yeah. so, I mean, going back to the female side of things, I just want to hit on this because that way my wife doesn't kill me. What's, what's the <laughs> vision for your female line moving forward for Iron Rebel? So we, we've always had a female line and mostly it was kind of just a few graphic tees here and there. Um, you know, probably up until recently, 85% of our clientele has just been men mm -hmm. and women have been a little bit of an afterthought. You know, we make a lot of tanks and we make some of the like hoodies and stuff. But we just haven't quite done the, the, the custom stuff. So over, we've been trying, but you would not believe how difficult it is to make a good pair of leggings oh, and a bra yeah like not to mention expensive it's it's, it's oh yeah it's very expensive yeah. but uh yeah it's so difficult we tried making it you know we probably went through like 10 different suppliers we did a run of them we hated them we ended up just like you know putting them on clearance and selling them for like a couple like totally taking a loss on it so then um we finally got in line with a, a cust like a manufacturer that was able to make stuff to our specs and had the fabrics that we really wanted, and so then um, they just um, shit. I forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> I mean, it's, like you said, it's tough. Oh. It's expensive. The quality. Here, here's what I'll say about women: uh, they are willing to give men second, third, fourth, fifth chances, but they are not willing yeah. to give leggings a second chance. Right? Like they, uh, if they have uh, a bad experience, they're done. Yeah. So we. We got it going in um, right before Black Friday, I think in November. We got the, the women's the women's line going, and the direction we're trying to go with it is just go head to head with uh, you know some of the biggest in the industry, Alpha Elite, um, kind of put our own you know uh, Jim Shark, uh, you know Lululemon, all those kinds of things. We're trying to have our Iron Rebel you know spot in the industry and it's it's definitely an uphill battle because a lot of people already have oh i love alpha lead i'm just keep, gonna keep buying that thing so but you know through our our kind of grassroots advertising through all our ambassadors and people are gonna start realizing that we we really invest a lot into the quality and you know we we send stuff back 20 times if we have to till it till it's perfect you know so yeah. Well, it's interesting because you brought up a couple brands, Lululemon, Gymshark. I mean, those are billion-dollar brands, right? I mean, and their their clientele is predominantly women, and that and and women yeah. control the checkbooks. They spend a lot of the money. I know I I created a food business that was targeted at women too, and it's like if you can get that clientele, if you can get that demographic, I'm not saying it's smooth sailing, but you're gonna you're gonna grow much quicker than the typical male. 
fire because we're kind of stingy a little bit with our money. But luckily for you, you have cool shit that men invest in and buy quite a bit and quite often. Yeah. So the the one thing that sets us kind of apart from a lot of brands, we, we look at a lot of brands and we look like, oh, we look at like strong and we're like, yeah, we're kind of like them, but we're kind of not. And we look at like, you know, virus and we're like, we're kind of like them, but we're kind of not because a lot of these brands, you know, Lululemon, they don't have powerlifting gear. And if they have powerlifting gear, they don't have apparel. So we kind of are like one of those brands that, that you know, bridges, you know, between you can wear the the best you know wrist wraps in the game and then also you can go to dinner with your lady and have like one of the flyest you know raglans yeah, yeah. at the same time so we're really trying to make it where you can flash that you have uh style and also be, get recognized in public as oh that guy's a lifter because he wears iron rebel he must be really serious about his powerlifting, about his bodybuilding but also he's going to look really nice it's not just going to be like a you know, a graphic t-shirt when you're out to dinner with your lady. Like we have a lot of graphic t-shirts that we, we love that side of the brand, but also we're trying to get into, you know, just be really diverse in that. So a lot of companies don't, don't obviously do that. You know, you're, you're not going to see, you know, probably a Lululemon t-shirt at, at dinner and you're not going to see a Lululemon t-shirt at the powerlifting meet. No, no, you won't. <laughs> you know, uh, you're going to see it at the yoga studio or, you know, here or there. Yeah. I mean, we obviously love the brand and, and we're going to be obviously working with you guys quite a bit and, and hopefully bring in some people into the, the fold as they see, you know, I got to get bigger because I told you not to angle me on this podcast and somehow you still, you had to wear a cutoff. I'm like, wearing an Iron Rebel tee trying to dress up for the occasion and Luke's over here wearing a cutoff. No. Strength isn't a slogan. You want to win this year? Yes, no! What time is it? Danger! What time is it? Danger! It's not an image you find on billboards or the big screen. It's never been about any of that. It's all around you, in everyday moments, just waiting to be unleashed. Strength is the knowledge that inside you lies anything you've ever wanted to be. The confidence that your failures never define you. And the passion and purpose to drive beyond any limits placed upon you. When you call upon it, strength embraces you, challenges you, pulls you back up, no matter how many times you fall. It compels you to draw on courage, resilience, intensity, and hope, and expects your very best to help others find theirs. True strength demands you build more than muscle, not in pursuit of a personal best, but a better tomorrow for everyone.
is going to help you get to where you want to be. Five percenters is 5% of the people in the world that are willing to do whatever it takes to reach their goals. We're talking about business, success, education. Willing to do whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. For the last two decades, we have been the best kept secret of the supplement industry. We've kept our heads down and worked. We pioneered full label transparency and full therapeutic doses because we believe that truly hard work requires truly effective tools. Two decades is a long time to commit to one pursuit, but when you act with purpose and become centered in yourself, eventually you realize that you were born and bred for this. The things you once thought impossible, you now do every day. We don't like the easy way, just doesn't feel right. We'll take the long, hard road over a shortcut any day. It takes longer, sure, but in the end, you know you earned it. And with the right team behind you, pushing yourself further than you've ever been will be just another afternoon doing what you love most. If you could use some help getting fired up and ready to crush your workouts, Pulse is for you. It is a 100% natural pre-workout supplement that gives you a surge of smooth energy and focus, bigger and better pumps, and more strength, endurance, and power. Pulse is also naturally sweetened and flavored and contains no artificial food dyes, fillers, or other unnecessary junk. So order now and get ready to feel focused, powerful, and tireless in your workouts. Let's, let's switch gears here uh, and talk about your professional lifting life because there's more to you than just designing apparel. Um, you had mentioned to me, and I don't, I don't know if this is public knowledge, but like you're, you're planning on moving from California um, very yeah. soon and living with Hunter Labrada, who is one of the – I think a, a lot of people will – We'll say he's got a ton of potential, and I think by you aligning yourself, you know, in that situation, you guys are just going to push each other significantly. Yeah, we won't be living together, but we'll be uh, training together. Training I'll be living together. with um, our my my photo guy, yeah, that's right, Kyle Wurzel, and my video guy uh, Wake, and then I think Liv uh, is going to live with us and Dino. Uh, so it's going to be just like a content bodybuilding house, and then basically I'm moving to Houston though to lift with Brian and his coach or with uh, Hunter and his coach, Brian, uh, just because, uh, like with iron rebel, I, I see something that's the best mm -hmm. and I want to make it. I see something that these guys got the best, like the, what I need to get to the next level. And I see that. So I'm going to put myself in that environment. They were, they were gracious enough to, you know, invite me and say like, yeah, come do it, which doesn't happen very often. But, um, so that's, that's kind of like, the direction that that's going. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited about, about making that a reality. And, uh, I, Brian's uh, dropping me. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm dropping Brian, like my, uh, <laughs> my photo check-ins every, every few days. And he's like, all right, man, we just got to get through our first pro show. 
I want to I want to bring up like an Instagram post that you had from a couple of days ago where you were deadlifting, uh, and I believe the struggle is real, right? Um, I'm I'm just gonna read a little thing here. It says, "Many of you that are paying attention know that I've been off gear for the last two months, was flying high and thinking I was a meta human for a minute there, but reality set in, and I began hitting a wall." Uh, talk us through that. Bring us explain everything behind that. Uh, so. I kind of got to set it up. Back in September, I got COVID. Mm-hmm. And then in October, uh, me and my girlfriend of five years broke up. And then November, my truck was, you know, out of commission for about five weeks. And so I kind of was just hitting this this wall. And I was on, I was on cycle through most of this. And uh, I kind of, like, started getting back to it in November. And I was, like, trying to, like, get my doses up and, and like, or get my doses like regular. And then I was like not making a gain. So I was like, well, maybe I need to take a little bit more. And when I, when I say a little more, normally I take around 600. I, I was going up to like 750, 800, which is a high dose of testosterone yeah. for me. And I just wasn't, I didn't feel it. Like I just didn't feel great. So for like, you know, two weeks straight, I was kind of like on this dose and I was like, I think it's time for me to take a break. So yeah. So I, uh, I, Came off, um, you know, came off completely. I don't take, uh, you know, no growth, no uh, bridge, no nothing. I like to really actually be off because then once I get back on, it's just, it's just wacky. So, but I did do PCT and I was on um, HCG. So while I was on HCG, you know, for like that first month, I was like, I was feeling like great. You know, I was like, my numbers were going up in the gym. I probably still had some androgens in me from the ester you know, still lasting. And so then I was just like, man, like I forgot being off isn't, isn't so bad, you know? So I was really, really doing good. And then, um, the more time went by, started getting into into this month, January, and I was hitting PR deadlifts every week. And then I just hit a, hit a wall, man. Like I just, I hit five on 620 one you know one week and then i was like all right i'm gonna come back i'm gonna hit seven or eight and then we're gonna move up to 630 and i just went down i went down to three and i was like i was like what the hell and so i went out again i got two and then the next i was like well you know maybe it was just a weird week so then this week or this last week i i went back to it and uh i got two and i was like all right my my coaches brian and um and phil were both begging me to get back on i was like let me wait till i move let me wait till i move but but once reality started setting in that I was like, you know, getting, you know, getting weaker, hitting a wall, I was like, all right, it's been long enough that I've been off. My body is is fully ready to get back on. It's just like I need to like mentally get locked in. So, so sure. that, that was that was the turning point was uh, when I did two straight weeks of, of no advancement after I'd kind of gotten gotten to that eight, nine week period. It's kind of refreshing, um, you know, a pro to be transparent, right? I mean, I get the reasons why a lot of people don't touch on the subject or don't talk about it. Um, but it, it seems like you're pretty open on it and, and have discussed it. I think, you know, a lot of people are like, well, does it do more good or bad? I, I think speaking about it in, on this type of form or even on your Instagram actually helps educate others too, because there's, I think there's so many people that are aspiring bodybuilders or aspiring for their pro card that get bad advice or just take a cycle without getting blood work done and just really fucking up their system, especially at a young age. Cause how old are you, Luke? 36. You're 36. So, yeah. I mean, you're obviously – bodybuilding is an old man's sport. You're only going to get better until – I mean, unless you're Dexter yeah. Jackson and compete until you're 60. Uh, but, I mean, you got some of these guys getting on stuff at 19, 20 years of age, which is whatever, but they're abusing it or they're not understanding how to do it correctly. So, I mean, do yeah. you get a lot of people that DM you and reach out to you and, and ask about those things? 
I do get quite a bit, and kind of to touch on what you said before, I do have a little bit of, like, nervousness about talking about it mm -hmm. because, uh, you know, maybe future sponsors might look at that and say, like, oh, we don't want to talk about – we don't want to sponsor him. We don't – you know, talks about drugs. I know there's been some, you know, guys in the IFBB that have been kind of blackballed for talking about their, their, their usage and stuff like that. So I try to touch on it in a classy way. Yeah. You know, I'm not trying to, you know, recommend, you know, these, these doses. I'm actually a more reserved bodybuilder. Like I, I mean, in full transparency, I only go up to about 1.5 grams of total tests per week. Um, I've gone up to, you know, higher, I've gone up to over a thousand on my, my testosterone and I just don't feel, uh, I don't feel any better. So I feel good at about 600 to 750 is like my, my normal dose on that. So I go up to, if I stack three compounds, I'll go up to about a gram, uh, gram and a half. Yeah. And, um, yeah, that does kind of make me, make me a little bit nervous to talk about it, but also I want guys to know, you know, that we're not using three, four, five grams a week. We're not just shooting extra shit where, you know, I'm, I'm really paying attention to my body. And if I'm not making gains, then there's probably a reason. And you know, that reason is I'm, I've used stuff for, I've been on for too long. So I like to personally, the way I, I do it is I stay on, um, until I stop seeing gains. If I'm still advancing, I get my blood work done every few months. So if, if I'm still advancing and my blood work is clean, I keep going. And if I start hitting a wall, then I know I've kind of gone as far as I can on this this cycle or you know whatever, and then I, I come off. So it ends up typically being about a nine month on, and then about a eight nine weeks off cycle. You come so, you, you come completely off, or you do like a TRT dosage of like two hundred a week? No, I come completely. completely off. Okay. Do you feel yeah. you don't feel like shit? Uh, not until well. I mean, my dick was still working. I did, you know, like still <laughs> that, working. Yeah. So that would be a, a big defining factor uh, on on feeling like shit. Um, definitely, the last two weeks, my body has. Uh, when I get into that deadlift, heavy I deadlift, you're pulling like that. Yeah, I, I I see the difference in, in in my training. You know, I I don't ever feel terrible. I mean, I feel kind of just like. You know, if I feel terrible, it's probably because I haven't been, like, sleeping well. So that, it's really hard to yeah. put your finger on, like, oh, am I feeling bad because I only slept five hours tonight? Or am I feeling bad because I, you know, because I'm, like, my, my tea is low. I think my tea has been, is low, but um, I got it tested uh, right before I hopped back on. I, uh, I got it tested, and my, my tea was at, like, 95 for my total and i was like yeah it's time to it's time to get back put off. that in perspective <laughs> for people listening if your testosterone's at like 95 that's like testosterone level of like a 14 year old girl i mean it's it's like yeah that, mine was basically. at that point one time too it's terrible you feel like fucking shit but i i got it tested um in december and i was i was on hcg but i was at like 950 that's when i thought i was like oh i'm a metahuman but i was on hcg i was <laughs> yeah. like dang like what's the what the hell is going on like i, I felt i i was putting on size. I was, you know, advancing like crazy. Um, your body definitely, um, adapts to what you're doing because say your, your, your total T you don't want too low, but if it is low, your body will be like, Oh shit. And it'll free more of that, mm -hmm. that bound total testosterone. So my bound, my free testosterone was at the low normal end, but my total testosterone was like, way way below normal you know if you're if you're below probably 400 you're you're in the, the way below so people really need to pay attention to that uh the free testosterone 
Yeah, I'm an advocate uh, too. Uh, I, I always say on our channel, like if you're over 30, just make it a regular thing to get your blood work checked yearly. You mean our diets, everything is so different in 2021 than it has been. Like, I think there's more people today on hormone replacement than ever before. Um, and I think a lot of it has to do with our lifestyles and the way we live and our food that we eat. I mean, there's a massive amount of things that can impact. You don't have to be a body, but like just because you're on. I'm on TRT, but mine was pretty much self-induced probably because of yeah. hormones and shit from back in the day. But, I mean, I feel a billion bucks better because of it. And do I up my dosage? Absolutely I will, like especially if I'm trying to make gains. Or, you know, last year I was on prep. I went through divorce. So I'm, I'm thinking, like, you're going talking about losing a relationship of – I mean, that shit takes a toll on you. Uh, but thankfully the gym <laughs> – thankfully the gym – I would assume that the gym was kind of your therapy at that point. Yeah, everything was hitting at the same time because – you know, she, she left, she ended up moving, uh, kind of far away. So it was done, done. And then my truck was broke down. So I couldn't get to the gym. So there was like a month and a half there where my life was just like, kind of well, fuck, not and you're in, in California. Really... So the gyms weren't even open, right? Like, uh, yeah. And then that too. So you, you had to pretty much work at home <laughs> or find somebody with a gym or maybe there is a, you know, a prohibition gym as we call it that lets you work out. Yeah. I was just depressed, man. Like I was just, I was just not having it. I was traveling a little bit, so uh, we were doing photo shoots for Iron Rebel. So I kind of would hit a workout here and there, but I like there was probably like a two month period where I just I only hit like three or four workouts. Yeah, can you uh, on that talking about like depression and stuff within the bodybuilding world, especially being a pro? You're probably the biggest critique in the world of yourself. Every day you look in the mirror, you check your weight. Um, are you pretty hard on yourself? Uh, I'm not bad. I. I like am my own biggest fan, <laughs> sure. you know, at the same time, which I think a lot of people do get uh, a little bit over on themselves. But I, I look at the reality of the situation, you know, like, have I been trying super hard? No, then I know my potential, you know, on myself. So and I, I have a, way too much confidence. So <laughs> I wish I, I wish more people had, you know, yeah. I, I I think that people are awesome and then people are way too hard on themselves. So I don't get too down on myself, um, you know, but at the same time, I wasn't going to post like a freaking shirtless photo on my Instagram at that time, you know, yeah. so I'm, I'm conscious about it, but also I, I'm mindful about the reality of my life, you know, mm -hmm. like if I'm going through a lot, you know, I got to really be, you know, not get down on myself that, you know, my physique isn't where I want it to be just because, you know, I'm going through a breakup and California shut down and I can't get to the gym. I'm like, well... I got to try harder if I want to be looking like, like the way I want to look, you know, for sure. What's, um, what's the 2021 outlook for you in terms of like a competition schedule? I, I know you're moving to train. Are you going to kind of take the year off and just get bigger? Are you, do you plan on competing? This um, year? So I, I really need to build up my legs. My mm -hmm. upper body is, is doing great. My legs are, are my kind of only drawback on stage. Um, I don't necessarily want to get on stage unless I think I'm going to win. Uh, but that being said, you know, if I can get to Texas and I can get training with Hunter and Brian, I think we could add the size I need through the next four or five months. Um, but the, um, I'll probably, if I do compete this year, I'll look at something late in the year, probably Tampa. Mm -hmm. And then if, um, I'm not sure if they're going to like keep the, the Olympia in December. So yeah. I don't know what the schedule Sounds is like right it. now. I think if they keep it in December, they may they may do some more uh, qualification shows later in the year. I'm not sure how that's going to work, yeah. but um, typically, probably I'll do something late in the year if if I do, and then um, or if not, if if I'm making like nasty gains and I'm just like loving it and I'm 
275 pounds in a month and a half, you know, in a couple months, I might not want to stop. I might just be like, you know, let's hit 2022, you know, hard. Yeah, no, that's, I I mean, obviously it all depends on on how your body adapts, but yeah, we got Arnold September. I think the Olympia is probably going to be the same weekend in December back in Orlando again, the way it sounds, which was, were you in Orlando? No, I didn't. I ended up not going. Um, At the same time, I'll probably listen to my coaches and if they, if they say, Hey, you know, let's, let's do this show that I'm going to, I'm going to do what they say. I'm not, I'm not going to like just, you know, stay off for, for not compete for no reason. For sure. Um, I ask this question of every pro bodybuilder comes on, but in terms of mentorship within the sport, um, <clears throat> whether it be, you know, I sat down with like Charles Griffin or, I mean, whoever came on this show and we talked about things and they always have somebody who maybe they look up to or pull them to the side, a big, I'm a huge fan of Jay Cutler. I think he's one of the nicest guys in the world. I'm lucky to consider him a friend. I mean, is there somebody in the sport that's accomplished um, that you consider maybe a close mentor or somebody who's giving you some really good advice? Um, man, I mean, John Meadows always is one. For sure. Cutler, you know, we're not too close, but Cutler's always kind of said hey to me and remembered my name. And, and I, you know, when I reached out to him for questions, he's always – which is, is a pretty – like very cool thing that he's always kind of done. Um, otherwise my coach, Phil, like he's probably one of my biggest, my biggest teachers and mentors on, uh, on that stuff. He's, he's so smart on body mechanics on, you know, uh, insulin sensitivity on, you know, drug usage on, on all that stuff. He's got so much knowledge and I was so lucky to start, to start working with him, to have that as a, uh, as a resource. So that's, that's probably one of the, the biggest ones. And he's my biggest fan too. So that, that doesn't hurt either. Look at but, uh, you know, he, he'll definitely kick me in the nuts though. If I send him a check sure. in, he, he, he literally, he never says a good thing to me. Like he just says what I can, what I can improve upon. So, which, which is what I need. You know, I don't need someone just like blowing smoke up my ass. I need someone like, Hey, you look good, but also, yeah, your legs are fucking weak. <laughs> I, lo- I mean, it's similar when you say that. I think about Matt Jansen a bit, too, because he was my last coach before we had a call prep off because of pregnancy. Um, but the same way. I mean, occasionally he'd be like, you look great, but here it is. I mean, he same thing. And obviously trying to push you, which I loved. Looking at the sport, when I left the Olympia this year, I said, okay, bodybuilding's in a good place. Like this, with, with Jake Wood taking over the Olympia, the production value of that show was second to none. It was absolutely well done. Um, you know, and, and obviously seeing a lot of the younger talent kind of come up too. And, you know, I look at like the Ian's of the world and hunters of the world. Who are you a fan of outside of yourself? I mean, and, and probably Hunter, I mean that, you know, in terms of maybe Olympia athletes or, or the potential that, that people have, who are you a, a big fan of in the sport today? Man, Hunter is one of the ones I'm actually, you know, a friend and a fan of because we both turned pro in 18 you know, and I was looking at him and I was like, well, I mean, first off, I'm a huge fan of his dad's. Yeah. So he's a huge fan of Lee. And, uh, so yeah, Hunter, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of Hunter's Ian as well. I'm trying to think of who I could see, you know, up in the Olympia the next, um, few years. I was a little surprised that Regan didn't do better. I'm a big fan of Regan's shape. Um, in Instagram, he's definitely very, freaky but then when he gets in the lineup he just doesn't quite have the same thickness as yep. as what the other guys have but he's also very young so i think he's got the the, the time to build that mm-hmm. um i'm a big fan of classic as well um yeah. ricky moten i met him when i was in houston like that guy is oh my i don't know i don't understand how that dude makes weight and then i've always been a, a big fan of uh you know chris's obviously yep. so there's a lot of a lot of cool talent you know coming up with the, the right now 
For sure. I love classic, too. I mean, Chris is great. Terrence, uh, we've had him on the show. His his ability to pose is, I mean, nobody can touch him at this point. It's it's yeah. so much fun to actually watch him do his thing. Um, and, and then, obviously, I'm, the... I'm kind of excited to see the the old guard kind of hopefully get out of uh, out of the Olympia. You know, the, the Dexter, uh, Phil, um, even Ramby. I don't know how much longer Ramby's going to be in there. I I'm surprised he's only I think 30 like six or 37. So he, I thought he was a lot older because he's been competing for so mm-hmm. long. But I'm, I'm curious how long he's gonna he's gonna have a reign. Um, I I'm trying to think who else who else is up there. Um, Hottie is gonna talking? be yeah. in there for for a little while. Yeah, he's he's got his conditioning is just on on a different level. Right. Um, I think Curry will be up there for a while yet too. His conditioning was great. Just he needs to work on his legs. Yeah, Curry. I don't. I don't know if he can build his legs to that point because I think that it may be a shape thing. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same same thing as with um, Juan Morel. I think just the shape isn't there on the sweep. You know that they, they got the the nutty genetics on the top, but they just don't. You know, don't have the. You know, it's just like some people don't have a tricep sweep. Mm-hmm. I think that they just don't quite have have that thing. So I think Brandon. It, it, he could maybe get it, but he would have probably gotten it this year, you know, built up his legs this year, and he really didn't. So I think that his legs, they can get a little bit better, but I don't know if they can be on the level that they need to be to, to you know, fuck with, like, uh, Ramsey's legs or something like that. I, I got to put you on a spot, Luke, before we, we wrap this podcast up. Did Phil deserve to be in the top three? Phil? I don't know. I, I didn't see the, the thing. I, I'm a big fan of Phil, first mm-hmm. off. Um, his stomach looks fucked up for sure. From the surgery, yeah. Uh, And he was down from the past. I think Chad mentioned, mentioned on a different podcast, he thinks that he's having a hard time bracing because of that, that hernia surgery. So, um, I think Phil's time might be done. I think he's 40, 42. I think just, you know, call it a day while, while you can. I think maybe third was a, was a gift. I think, you know, maybe like Hottie could have, could have been past him. I think William Bonick maybe could have been, could have been better than him. You know, I think that maybe they gave him a gift just because they wanted to see him come back so bad. So um, I just heard, I don't know if I should even say this. I just heard that uh, Roden got the okay to, to come back to the Olympia next year. To come I hope back so. And yeah, I, mean, I he, really hope He so. was there, obviously Roden. as a fan, but. Yeah, no, yeah, no, no, as a competitor, yeah. I, I just heard that, I think yesterday, uh, he, he trains here at my local gym, my gym, and, uh, somebody mentioned that he was going to be able to, to come back. So I hope so. Uh, I'm not sure on his age. I think he's like 46 or something like that. So I would be, I'll be blown away if he's able to, uh, if he's able to, to, but I think he could be a, he could be one of those top contenders for the next couple of years. But I mean, it's, it's the, it's the future. It's, it's, Mm -hmm. uh, it's Ian Valier. It's Hunter. Yeah. Ian looks good. You know, there's um, and then guys that are coming up. I mean, uh, Brett Wilkin, uh, Martin Fitzwater, like these guys are, you know, going to be going to be the next crop of guys. So, you know, if, if I make it to the Olympia, those are going to be the guys that I'm going to be head to head with. And then, uh, you know, Nick Walker. Yeah. So there's a there's a lot of guys. I'm, I'm big fans of like all these guys. Like, you know, I watched I watched um, Martin and Nick turn pro because they were they were on rebel athletes mm-hmm. at the time. And so I, I'm I'm. You know, I want to see all these guys do do so good, but for sure, I want to I want to show them that old guys still got it. All right. Well, again, like I said, it's an old man sport, really. I mean, you look at 
um, you know, top five at, at the Olympia this year, too, obviously. I mean, I guess Rami, you said, was like 36, 37. Um, just a, a different Rami this year, for sure, than years past. But um, yeah. we'll, we'll end the podcast with, with this nose. Like, how much longer do you think you have as a career in bodybuilding before maybe you shift your focus to just, you know, business at 100%? Um, I've been saying for a while that, uh, I think I want to try to compete till I'm in my early forties and then maybe start a family, uh, you know, when I'm 42, 43, something like that. Um, I would like to compete, you know, at a high level for the next, you know, 37, 38, 39, you know, kind of see how it goes. Hopefully I stay injury free. And, you know, as long as I'm injury free, I'm probably going to, going to keep pushing as long as I'm, I'm able to be you growing well and stay injury free. So that's, that's, that's my kind of like, uh, I don't know, eight year plan, I guess. Yeah. Well, it's good. I mean, it's obviously, it's always interesting to hear bodybuilders talk about that family aspect and starting a family, starting a family at 42. It means you'll be 60 when that kid turns 18. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My dad, my dad was 40 when he had me and then he, I have a younger brother that's three and a half. So he was, you know, same thing. Oh really? And okay. I, I always kind of felt like my dad was old and then, but it, it never really held him back. He was, he's such an athlete that he always would like, you know, I would try to outrun him when I was like 14 and he's, he's like, he's yeah. like 65 years old. He's still able to, you know, run faster than me. So it's crazy. Um, but yeah, uh, touching on that juggling, being uh, the owner of Iron Rebel and all the stuff that I do and bodybuilding is is probably the hardest hardest thing I do. You know, it's trying to be great at both is is I, I haven't fully figured it out yet because my bodybuilding since 18 has kind of um, kind of suffered. But the company has grown by leaps and bounds. So, you know, hope, hopefully I get past mediocre bodybuilder and then, you know, <laughs> to the to the next level. So but. But, you know, that's that's why I'm making the steps I'm making for uh, for this move to Texas to put myself, you know, with Hunter and Brian say, you know, we're training at two or we're training at three. Like I'm going to be training at two or three. And I know that if I don't eat that day, that they're going to be like, you know, what the fuck? We're still we're still squatting five plates. You know, we're still squatting six plates. I don't care if you didn't eat your food. Yeah. So, you know, I, I see like a lot of advanced potential for me this this year love it dude but, right, that's i mean i wish you nothing but the best i think the move is cool you, you hear about people moving to florida or moving to texas to put themselves in an environment that promotes growth or promotes advancement in what you're doing so it's a big step i'm sure it wasn't the easiest decision in the world for you to, to leave your comfort zone i guess of california but at the same time maybe it was easy because you do live in california uh right now which is, it, seems like a lot of people want to get the hell out it it is and it's not. It, you know, I love – I got this cute little house down by the beach and all – you know, it's right here and it's comfortable. I've been here for 15 years, but at the same time, I'm like, California kind of sucks right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> awesome. Uh, it's ironrebel.com, obviously, um, to, to, for all the cool stuff. We'll be posting a bunch of where at FI. Um, people can follow you on social, all the different platforms. I appreciate you coming on, buddy. This is good stuff. Yeah, thanks so. Let's do it again sometime, man. Gang, there you go. Luke Carroll, the Hulk on the Be Informed Live Fit podcast. So it was a pleasure to have Luke on from Iron Rebel. If you guys like what you heard, hit that subscribe button. If you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe there as well. Otherwise, we're available on iTunes and Spotify. Check out ironrebel.com. Promo code INFORMANT is going to save you 10% on all the swag. Might save you, or not might, it'll save you 10% on elbow sleeves, knee sleeves, wrist wraps, whatever you need. Uh, lifting straps, 10% off informant over at ironrebel.com. It's the clothing of the people, by the people, for the people in the bodybuilding world. Make sure you check us out at fitnessinformant.com. We're on social media, we're on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, YouTube.
Yeah. <laughs>